This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast here at the Line Dance Marathon with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We will be reflecting today on our Thursday, the first day, firsty Thursday. Firsty Thursday? Firsty Thursday at right. the Line Dance Marathon in Raleigh, North Carolina. It is our first ever Line Dance Marathon. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And it has been a long time coming, even though it's only been a few years of us traveling to events. Yes. I guess back in the day it was called JG2. And now now it is, it is the Line Dance Marathon with uh, Scott Blevins as part of the helm uh, as of the last few years. What brought us here other than a plane and a car? Well, I've wanted to go to Marathon for a while now. Mm -hmm. It just, for whatever reason, uh, by the time I I had made a decision, air travel was quite expensive. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know much about the event at the time. But I I definitely, it was one of the things where I want to go to every event, Mm -hmm. personally. And I decided this year, since I wasn't able to make Showdown, because we, we were hosting the Amy and Darren workshop with Wine Country Line Dance, mm-hmm. that I wanted to add a different one on. So I decided I wanted to go to Marathon. Now, with that said, why are you at Marathon? Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bit of DJing this weekend. In, just a bit in the main ballroom, <laughs> all three nights, eight to eleven thirty, or eight to eleven, depending on the night. Yeah, the night. Yeah. yeah. Last night it was closer to eleven. It was a little after eleven. I think on the schedule it's eleven thirty, but it's really just all a transition time. Last night I think also the night started at eight forty-eight because there were demos mm-hmm. at eight. So eight to eight forty-eight was uh, a long set of demos. Yeah. Yeah. So. We arrived at San Francisco International Airport, and we arrived actually adequately before our flight. We, we prepared pretty good this time, which was nice and relaxing and a lot less stress. My parents came in for the save uh, with driving us there as well. Uh, usually what we do is... We'll, if an event is, say, Thursday to Sunday, we'll, we'll drive to BART on, uh, for those not in the Bay Area, it's Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's their uh, form of rail uh, in the Bay Area. And we just park somewhere in the BART parking lots. Which we do have to pay for. Yes. Um, and they, they have a price, a special price for airport slash long-term parking. That's $7 per night. And they don't charge you for weekends if you're out by sometime on Sunday. So if we're there Thursday through Sunday, that's, what, $14 for Thursday and Friday night. No charge for Saturday and Sunday. And between the two of us and toll, that's an easy trip. That's like a little bit of gas. What, 20, 20 bucks of gas. And then a 7 or $8 Golden Gate Bridge toll. $7 each for parking. No so problem. less than 30 bucks a piece for parking and travel to the airport. Mm-hmm. However, for this trip, we flew out on a red eye uh, on Wednesday and we're going to be coming back Monday morning. So booking all of that, it ended up being $42. Plus, a bit of a difference. Plus, with BART, I forgot to mention, um, if you're parking in the BART parking lots and you take BART to the airport and back, that's another $16 each. Yes. Instead of, say, you know, doing an Uber, which you're not really supposed to do. They discourage. When you're parked at a BART parking lot, to not take BART is a little you know, frowned upon. Uh, but at least with Uber, we could split the cost of whatever it happened to be round trip. Yeah. So, bypassing all of this... <laughs> Uh, instead, what we did was parked at my parents' house, or at least close by. And oh, we, we are coming home Monday. Yes. That's the other tad of information that put a little bit of a, a cramp in this, trying to figure out, okay, how do we get back Monday? How are we traveling? And what's going to be financially 
intelligent. And that's why it's $42. If it, if it were us flying back on Sunday, then it would just be you know, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, $21. Yeah. Again, not, not a problem. But because it's Monday, they charge you for every day of the weekend that you're there, yep. plus Monday. <laughs> so that, that uh, dramatically increases the price. Yes. yes. Um, but my parents are amazing, and they live in Daly City, which is a 20-minute drive from the airport. Uh, also, I have TSA pre-check this year. Uh, because I finished all the paperwork on that a few months ago, and it was absolutely worth the money. Even your security was not that bad. My security was not bad. Yeah. A little backed up, but not nearly the way it normally is. Yeah, and we got there, you know, 8.30, maybe like, well, b- between 8.10 and 8.30, and um, we were definitely ready for, if they had boarded at 8.55 as scheduled, we would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And then the flight was pushed to 11. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you had pre-check. You definitely made it through before I did. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was collecting my items was when you discovered that our flight had been pushed back. Yeah. Which was, you know, we're taking a red eye. We were going to get here at like 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. Now we're getting closer to 7. So we're not complaining. The other yeah. thing is, you know, we've spent plenty of time in many airports. Mm-hmm. And so we've definitely learned how to prepare to pass said time. Brought a book. Yeah, you never read those books. I really don't. (laughs) One day. Well, maybe. Um, But I definitely brought step sheets. Mm -hmm. And I had videos saved on my laptop as well as my cell phone, depending on what I wanted to do. And, of course, naturally, all of this preparation that we have to pass the time flew by the wayside because we decided to eat something instead because we realized mm-hmm. long flight and we probably won't eat anything until the morning mm-hmm. so let's be nice to ourselves mm-hmm. and each other and get something to eat yep. so we stopped at a place called the burger joint mm-hmm. which was actually pretty good oh, I yeah. was very impressed um, I think we pretty much got the same thing which was like a double cheeseburger just different cheese mm-hmm. And then I also, because I am still in the month of Yes, I May, decided to indulge in a vanilla milkshake. Which was delicious. It was. Thank you for letting me sample that. Of course. So we finally get to our gate. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say, what, maybe 10 minutes before they actually start boarding. Mm. And one of the things that I've noticed is I realized... I don't have very many experiences or memories of ever having a substantial delay Hmm. when it comes to using Alaska Airlines. Hmm. So when I went to go up to the information desk for our gate, because I had signed up and agreed to check my carry-on because it's going to be a full flight, I saw a bunch of beverages outside and like crackers, and I was like, "What's going on?" She goes, "Oh, they're complimentary because of the delay." And I went, "What? They do that? That's amazing!" So, I definitely um, took advantage and, and grabbed uh, maybe a sprite or two, mm-hmm. and checked my bag for them. Sat down for a few minutes, and then they started boarding. Well. I don't know about everybody else who's listening, but I have a hard time with the hurry up and wait scenario. Mm. So generally speaking, Christopher and I wait for the last call to board because you're going to have your seat regardless. So like, what's the point Mm. of getting in your seat now to sit there that much longer? Mm -hmm. Um, So we waited till pretty much the final call. We got checked in. We were starting to walk down, and I can't even think of what... There's an actual term for what that hallway is called as you're walking to get on your plane, and I cannot recall it to save my life right now, and I apologize for that. But we got past the showing, you know, checking in for our flight and getting into that hallway, and then you stopped, and I was very confused as to why you stopped, and I turned around to discover that uh, Jennifer and Jacqueline Rogers and Jason... I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm going to let you say it. Takahashi? Takahashi. All right. From L.A., we're standing at our gate, getting checked in. I was very confused. So uh, that was a fun little surprise. Took a little selfie, mm-hmm. boarded the plane, got in our seats, pretty much got comfortable. 
and I remember sitting on the tarmac for a long time. Mm. Quick question. Did they explain why they were in Northern California? Was it cheaper? It was cheaper to fly, I believe. I don't know if they flew out of LAX or Burbank. I had a conversation with several different people about it. Mm. To San Francisco and then from San Francisco to Raleigh. It was cheaper for them to do it that way. And so they got there like four or five hours earlier. I was like, well, next time message us, Mm -hmm. you know, because chances are that's what we're taking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... We ended up sitting down, like I said, got comfortable. Um, yeah, it was it was like eleven o'clock. By the time we took off, I'm gonna say it was probably closer to like eleven forty-five, realistically. Mm-hmm. And I am lucky enough that I do not remember most of the flight. Yeah, I definitely slept through the first half, and there were some good-looking movies on option uh, from Alaska. I think I was planning to watch. Oh, I was planning to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and that's when I discovered that my headphones had met an unfortunate end somewhere in a pocket or um, in one of my suitcases. For some reason, the volume knob just fell apart, and I think I got them for like ten dollars at Ross. So, like, I'm not too surprised. But take care of your electronics, and they will take care of you. I I considered buying more just from their in-flight uh, options, but. I also thought, eh, this is a good opportunity to sleep. If I sleep now, I'm not sleeping through the event later. Which I kind of partly did because I didn't know that there were going to be classes as early as there were. I thought the whole thing started in the evening. Go figure. Um, but yeah, I, I got a couple hours in on the flight and then a couple hours when we arrived. Also, I wanted to mention that we have taken red eyes that were so early that we landed before shuttles were even offered. So I'm glad we did not land at 5 a.m. because who knows if we would have been at the airport um, just waiting for a shuttle as opposed to getting there in time for a shuttle and checking in early. Yeah. I don't remember which, which, which flight that was, but I definitely remember landing like three hours before. I think it was free transportation was available. Yeah. So um, We're all about free on our travels. Yeah, anywhere we can, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's what allows us to go to more, um, which I think one of these episodes, we should definitely sit down and look at all the different ways we travel and what has been cost-effective for us mm-hmm. specifically. Now, that's taking consideration that we're coming from California mm-hmm. and traveling that way. But some of the things that we do to save money might be, might be a good episode to consider in the future. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Mm-hmm. So... Once we got on the plane, fell asleep or whatever, um, I actually started watching a movie but knew that I was going to attempt to sleep. So I really, I didn't didn't pick something that I was like desperately eager to watch. But for whatever reason, I also didn't pick something I've I've seen before. So I ended up picking uh, The Best Marigold Hotel. It's got a lot of great British actors in it that I love watching. So... I was like, fine, whatever. It's been one of those that's been on my list for years now. So I'll just start it. And, you know, after a certain point, I was kind of like, you know, why are you fighting the tired? Mm. Don't fight the tired. So I kept my headphones in, but I actually turned off the screen just to kind of have them like as earplugs, essentially. Mm. I actually remembered to bring my neck pillow this time. Normally you bring yours and Mm. you're pretty solid about bringing yours every trip. I always forget. Mm. So I was very pleased with myself for remembering. Um, I think that's what probably made sleeping a little bit easier. And I remember waking up at one point in the middle of the flight, realizing I had only been asleep for like 45 minutes. and went, no, 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 this is not happening. So I asked for um, some hot water, uh, got a sip of hot or drank the hot water, relaxed again, and then fell back asleep until probably about maybe 40 minutes before we landed. Lucky. Um, I woke up and it was a gorgeous view of like the sun just starting to like come above the clouds situation. And so I was just like, oh, this is so pretty. I love it. So I was, I was definitely pleased that I was able to wake up then. Um, we landed probably about quarter to seven. I'm going to guesstimate. Mm. Um, got off. 
the the plane, collected our baggage, uh, met met up again because uh, Jason, Jennifer, and Jacqueline were in the back of the airplane, and we were in row like ten. We we met back back up with them and said that we had called the shuttle already, so once they grab their bags, they'll be ready. And so they met us with the shuttle. We got here. Fortunately, all of us were pretty much able to check into our rooms immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, so my, the folks that I'm staying with this this trip are staying from Wednesday night until Monday morning. So that was very convenient. I didn't have to worry about when I could put my bags away or anything like that or, you know, trying to find a place for my bags come Sunday, seeing as we're not flying out till Monday morning. So I was really relieved about that. And so we pretty much checked in. We all went upstairs and did our thing. I dropped off my bags, put away my clothes, and I went back downstairs because I knew that the people were going to be arriving and I was at that point where I was awake and I wanted to kind of run the the marathon, so to speak. Uh, and I ended up spending almost the entire morning until almost mid-afternoon in the lobby talking with Louis. Mm-hmm. Again, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. It was a really cool conversation um, a lot of information. I learned uh, several different things about history, mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool. History, like like actual history, world history. Yes, okay. world history. It was really, it was fun. I'm saying, is there um, is there a history that isn't line dance? As as I have discovered, Louis is kind of a history buff. Nice, and that was kind of fun to discover in that conversation. I actually learned a lot about electronics. Mm-hmm. And speakers, and like he was teaching me different things about speakers, which because I was telling him how I've just recently been getting into the idea of DJing and I've been working with uh, my DJ Jeff back home. And so we were, he was telling me different ways of setting up a ballroom, which is completely different than setting up a wedding, which is completely different than setting up a house party. So we were kind of just discussing that from the technical point. And I was got a lot of good information. Plus, then there's just the regular catch-up stories and hearing about his life and what he did as a, you know, a teenager and like how long he's been doing the DJ thing. And so it was a really fun conversation. And then, of course, during all of those several hours, I sat with him. I think he was finally able to get into his room closer to two o'clock. So from like seven a.m. to two o'clock, I was in the lobby just kind of hanging out which means I got to see tons of people coming in and checking in and I got to say hi to everybody and that was that was really cool. I really enjoyed just the relaxed social aspect of the dance. Um, I generally haven't taken advantage the way I could have of being more sociable at these events. I mean, I, I do a pretty good job, but I know once like the social dancing starts, I'm on that floor and chances are I'm not coming off for a while as I experienced last night. Um, so like having just that leisure time to really talk to people and get to know them, that was something I think I've been lacking in my overall experiences and I'm going to probably make a more of a purpose to actually do at each event. Circling way back to um, the plane, because I had a, a couple thoughts on that. Uh, one, I noticed that there was somebody behind us, uh, one row back and over a little, and she was coughing every few seconds for at least two or three hours. And I think at one point you you woke up to some coughing, and even as we exited, uh, there was a bit more coughing, and. I think having somebody like that in your radius can be an opportunity to remember compassion mm-hmm. and empathy for their situation. Be- because the uh, immediate thought, of course, is you know, how inconvenient for me, uh, what, a, what a health risk to me, and they, they are doing something bad and wrong because it bothers me. But when you think about them, they're not choosing to cough for two or three hours. They don't want to be coughing for two or three hours. That's not fun for them either. And if you were that person, 
you would want different things than you want as the person who's being inconvenienced. So when you take a moment to remember the experience from the other person's perspective and think what would as the person coughing, what would I need? What would make me feel better? If somebody showed me concern or if somebody offered me tea or if somebody just uh, honestly and genuinely was looking out for my well-being as this sick person who doesn't want to be coughing anymore and just wants maybe to go to sleep because it's whatever hour of morning, if those were the things that were coming my way, I think I would feel better even though I'm sick, even though I'm coughing, like at least there's there's somebody like on my side, not just a lot of angry people around me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would even go so far as to say I would just personally, the idea of like someone not attacking me. Right. Yes. And just giving me patience is yes. a big thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely, I, I was with you in that situation where yes, it was unfortunate, Yes, I would have much rather them not be coughing, <laughs> especially the row right behind us. Yeah. But at the same time, we've all been there. We understand it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, just remember, their throat has got to be killing them at this point. Yeah. And I think we later discovered, I think there was a cat on our plane. It sounded like it. Or, or we said maybe a very strange child. <laughs> but no, it sounded like a cat meow. It was yeah. definitely... <laughs> And so then we started wondering if maybe it was allergies as opposed to yeah. actually being sick. Mm-hmm. And and that would have probably would have been more of a reason why they didn't take mm. certain precautions yeah. or amenities to fix their situation. For instance, I've definitely flown sick before mm. because I was coming home from somewhere and, you know, you, you, you're limited. Mm. But I had cough drops and I had, you know, um, I had tea, like every chance I could get. And the second my water was empty, I asked for more just to kind of try and get that soothing feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's possible that that was the case. Yeah. So like you look at the chain of things, we might have wished that someone behind us weren't coughing and the cougher might have wished that somebody didn't bring a cat there to you know, inflame their allergies. The person with the cat might have wished that their child didn't like yell and scream, we need to have kitty on our flight or we're going <laughs> right. to die. Like Everyone overall in that situation, I'm sure, would wish to be treated with patience and kindness. Mm-hmm. And we can all be equal in that. Yes. Regardless of what anyone else brought onto the plane. Yes, which yeah. um, one of my favorite hashtags to get modern for a second Hmm. that I put on almost every single one of my Instagram posts is in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Yes. And then the other uh, flight related thought that I had was just, it was, it seemed like it was so much faster and easier packing for this trip because we've done it so many times and we've mentioned it in many episodes, I'm sure. But my checklist at this point, even though it's inevitable on the way out the door, you will think you've forgotten something. Um, it was very organized. Like, I just starting from the ground up, like, you know, enough pairs of socks, enough pairs of undies, enough pairs of pants to sweat through a pair every day, because I probably will. Um, more than enough shirts so that I have change options, nice shirts, dress shirts for the evening, um, at least a couple of belts. All the toiletries that I have at this point just stay in my suitcase, because they're probably going with me to the next right. trip. Um you know, contact lenses, uh, my Luann name tag. Uh, she's actually here at this event. I'm glad that I was wearing it when she showed up to the booth because otherwise I would have maybe been in trouble. Um, our, our line dancer radio. Uh, Memorabilia. Plug, plug. Line dancer hyphen radio.com uh, gear. Uh, was, country soul hats. I'm going to go ahead. bookmark the country soul hat and the line dance radio. Yes. Keep going. Um, now let's see. I've got uh, one top layer, but you know we never leave the hotel, so I didn't have to pack that warmly. Um, all my electronics. Most of my double checking was, do I have all the electronics I need because of the DJing thing? So we've got all our recording gear for the Line Dance podcast. We've got I've got two laptops. One is a backup. Uh, chargers for everything, of course. And even though we don't need it yet, I brought my passport card because later this year they're going to be changing all the travel stuff so that you have to have federal regulations met and whatnot. So I brought my passport card just in case. Just got it renewed. But um, I'm renewing my license to have the federal regulations thing emblazoned on it 
pretty much as soon as we get back. Like the week we get back, I, I go to the DMV to get my license renewed. So that'll be uh, one last thing. But I had that as like a separate bullet point uh, to be sure to do that. Uh, wanted to, to have a look at all the demos that we were going to be doing. For me, it was very simple. My own dance and Rosie's. Uh, you, I'm sure, had more. Uh, I saw you out there a number of times. But like, I was surprised at how quickly I had gotten through the list when I was packing. And this time I, I thought, like, there must be more. There must be more that, that I'm forgetting, but it's just become so second nature at this point. You know, one... One uh, podcast question I'd like to ask people, um, maybe in this this next round, do you have a favorite hotel shampoo or soap? Because we've gone to so many of these and collected so many that, like, I know that there are a couple. Like, I know there's, like, a, a rain-kissed leaves. Maybe it's by, like, Neutrogena or something. That's showed up at a few different hotels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a, a couple more bookmarks. Yeah. But keep going. But yeah, like, uh, you know, I, I think we're getting faster and more effective at, uh, at the overall process. And hopefully through what we've shared with folks, um, they, they have experienced something similar. Also, we have, uh, not that it was intentional, it just kind of came in the folder with me, our list of floor splits in case it gets to that time of night where the all request room is closed, beginner room is closed, a lot of dances are on the screen that we don't know, but we still want to dance we have possibilities for what we can dance while everyone else is doing something else. For example, last night, one of the ones that we did uh, as a, a personal floor split, well, two of them, um, one, everyone else was doing holding me back. We don't know holding me back. We did can't walk away. Turned out all right. Um, Tightrope, still haven't learned it, but we did rolling rhythm. Things like that. Just having that physically with us, uh, those we just kind of came up with, but physically having a sheet of what can I dance to this is also helpful to pack. Yes. So, are you... Oh, yeah, and then I slept through everything that okay. you talked about um, because when I got back to the... Well, okay, so I got back to the room. I peeked inside. Turns out my roommate is John Robinson, and he was asleep. I sat out in the hallway for 45 minutes, and I still didn't hear any moving around, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go inside very quietly. I need sleep. Uh, and I slept until probably 3 or so, because I, I had a meeting with JP at 3.30 to prep, and then a meeting with all the other DJs at 4, again, to prep. And then from there on, I just stayed awake. But I needed that sleep, and I'm glad I got it. Yes. All right. So, the Country Soul Hat. Yes. That is our friend Byron Roberson. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool, because I took... Because I always take selfies at the airport... And on the plane, mm-hmm. just because that's one of those things that I've had a lot of fun looking back at mm-hmm. later. And we both received, well, I say received, we both purchased these hats at Stagecoach from our friend Byron. And it was fun getting the response on Instagram that he was excited that we were representing him and both wearing our hats. So that was a good feeling. Mm-hmm. As for our line dancer radio items, mm-hmm. I was so glad that I was wearing mine yesterday while I was sitting in the lobby for several hours just socializing because so many people asked me about the shirt. Yay. They're like, oh, that's a really nice shirt. Where'd you get it? I was like, well, it's actually line dancer radio, which Christopher and I um, are lucky enough to be able to host Line Dance Podcast on. Um, they have tons of other things available. There's DJs that will do like all requests. Some will do specific for like what the hot new dances are. Some will do new lines. So you really should check it out. It's, it's on the internet. It's just linedancer-radio.com. And so I was able to really share that with more people which was exciting, and I really, really, really was grateful that I thought and remembered to bring it and was able to do that. That was, that was a really special thing. Um, one of the other things I wanted to mention, because you brought it up, was the demoing, which we'll, we get down to what dances were actually demoed. But I wanted to make a blanket statement to anybody who is, you know, a choreographer slash instructor who's teaching at an event, feel free to contact me and send me your step sheets if I'm going to the same event as you because I absolutely love demoing. I love getting out there and demoing these dances for people because I certainly believe 
that if you have more than one person out there, one, it makes the dance look more fun. Two, it makes it look more accessible to people because look, one other person learned it. And three, it gives more people a chance to relate to how they might look dancing it, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is really nice when there's a few groups of people. uh, It allows people, like, because let's be honest, ain't nobody going to look like Fred or Shane or Rebecca. You know, there's these amazing people. Rachel, she's phenomenal. She'll make anything look good. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, but they might be able to relate more to me or to, to you, for instance, or Rosie or something like that. So I really like when there's a few people out there. So I will definitely, if I get the step sheet in time, I will certainly learn it and I will certainly go out there and demo it. I absolutely love, love, love demoing. So that's a big thing. I, I would like to second that statement. And for this particular event, uh, according to the, the DJ schedule, I was like on the clock for that set. So I did not volunteer myself out as much for this event compared to others. But uh, I am in that same boat. I enjoy it. Also, I get restless if I sit for that long at a dance event without dancing. So by demoing, I'm technically dancing a little bit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Oh, what is your contact information so that people can message you? Okay, well, Facebook is probably the easiest, Mm -hmm. which is just Megan, M-E-G-A-N, Barsulia. I love those Italian last names. It's B-A-R-S as in Sam, U-G-L-I-A. I am always looking for more friends, so definitely feel free to send me a friend request if we are not friends yet. Um, I love, for instance, this event. I have been friends on Facebook with Linda McCormick for two years now. I finally got to meet her in person today. Mm. So I, I love being able to do that. Plus, I love being able to follow people's lives, especially when it comes to dance stuff. So uh, that would probably be the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, there is going to be more contact information coming up, and I will be posting that on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I will be releasing a few new web-related items. We'll okay. leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, I am on Facebook as Christopher Gonzalez, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. There's a Z in my name. There's and a Z. There's two in your last name. A Z <laughs> followed by another Z. Remember that there's a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Has there any issues with the S's? I mean yeah. Z's? Yeah. <laughs> I've never gotten G-O-N-S-A-L-E-S, but I have definitely gotten G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S. So let's just say Z, and then another Z. If you need to remember it, there's a there's a very famous character, Zorro. He likes to sign his name with a Z, with a sword. <laughs> and hey, you know what? If you want to send me an email, it's at senorzorro2000 at gmail.com. <laughs> or, See how easy that is to remember the Z? <laughs> or they can also contact both of us at linedancepodcast mm-hmm. at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yep. Yep. So send that... Uh, Email to linedancepodcast at gmail.com and it will find its way to the relevant party slash parties, depending who's at the event. Yes. It's probably Megan if she's at something UCWDC involving like solo line competition or whatnot. Yes. Um, So yeah, that is definitely something that I love to do. So I just want to throw that out there for anybody who is listening. Mm -hmm. So four o'clock rolls around, I Mm -hmm. guess. We'll speed it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Now... Technically, the Line Dance Marathon of 2019 started Thursday at noon. Uh, Darren, Gary, Bonnie Matthews, and Rosie all taught the first hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane McKeever, John Robinson, Brenna Stith, and Debbie Pentecost taught uh, from 1 to 150. Uh, you have Guillaume, Linda McCormick, uh, Cody and Lynn Martino taught from 2 to 2.50. Madison Glover, Rhoda Lai, um, Hannah. Uh, Hun- is that Hannah Reese? Hannah Reese, yeah. Oh, we finally got to meet her. Um, we Rona Kay were from 3 to 3.50. 4 to 4.50. Joey Warren, Rebecca Lee, Darcy DeAngelis, and Johnny Two-Step, which I met for the first time mm-hmm. this weekend as well. 
And then the last hour was from 5 to 5.50 was Fred Whitehouse, Megan Wheeler, Kayla Crosgrove, and Krista Thomas. Now, I could tell you all the dances as well, but those are also available online. You can look those up and figure out which dances they were teaching. Um, I actually ended up in Linda's class because I haven't had a chance to see her teach uh, from 2 to 2.50. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I really enjoyed her class. It was she was a lot of fun. Um, I thought it was very the word I am looking for is escape me at the moment. But I was going to say I've seen it happen a lot with uh, instructors who have come across that have strong accents if they are teaching in the States. Mm. And they tend to really make fun of the fact that they can never be understood when they teach in the States. And they talk about particular words that might be misheard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting because at first, when she was talking about the dance, and she said 32 count, four wall, no tag, no restart, for a split second, I heard 52 counts, and my brain was like, no, no, that's not right. So I, I immediately adjusted it to 32 because that just made more sense. But, you know, there's certain accents that, you know, the brain has to get used to hearing. Um, I know that the number six and the number eight can be very commonly um, interesting when said in a different accent. Uh, just know that those are generally the, the numbers. They're not the words that you hear. Um, she was very, very excited when several of us said that we could understand her when she asked if she was being understood, if she was coming across clearly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice, which gives me a unique perspective also being an instructor myself, how quiet her class started and how she kind of had to like really pull from responses of like, are, are we good to move on? You want that one more time? Like, tell me what you need kind of situations. And I know that it can be helpful when people speak up. I generally try not to because I also know that I'm a much faster study than most people and I can pick up dances and and sequences a lot faster than the average person so I didn't want to set the pace of the class faster than it needed to be but after a while I kind of noticed people just really weren't giving her any information and when we were on the third eight count which is a relatively breathe section of eight counts I had laughed because it's five and six and seven and eight, and it's all twist, return, twist, return, twist, return. And so I started, I started laughing a little bit. I was like, oh, that's so hard. And so like, it kind of eased the tension in the room. She was like, I know, I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't help it. And you know, like, so people were enjoying the fact that there was a little bit of fun and banter going on. And after that, people started responding a little bit more. So I was really grateful that maybe potentially I had broken the ice that people were like no oh we can speak in class so if you are a dancer it definitely helps if you speak up saying we're ready to move on no I'm good I got that or if you don't have it somebody else probably doesn't have it too but is too scared to ask so feel free to ask for the breakdown or the review or the counts or anything like that it really does help especially in a smaller class the way ours was so um, I also took that class with Jesse Chan. So we were goofing off a little bit, I'll be honest. But it was kind of fun to see that Linda and Jesse had a relationship because she had talked about Jesse taking her lesson um, back in like 2017 or 15 or something like that. Pardon my lack of remembering the actual date. And she goes, and you got it wrong. And Jesse starts laughing, you know, because you have that kind of friendship and it was really fun to see that as well. So that was, that was a cool experience for me. 
Um, after that, after Linda's class, I think I checked in with you very, very briefly because you were on your way to do business stuff. So I just said hi and whatever. And I went upstairs and I took a nap because at that point I had been up since 6.30 with, what, three and a half hours sleep was what our plane ride was. It was like a four-hour plane ride, something like that, not even. Um, so I was certainly feeling it at that point. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to be able to dance tonight... I need to rest during the dinner break. So I came upstairs and I rested, woke up, got ready for the evening, went downstairs, and we began demos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at uh, some point, I think after the DJ meeting, I may have napped as well. There was a period of time when I had prepped some of the tracks that were likely going to be played later. um, And... I got a little bit of a chance to play with DJ Pro because previously I'd mostly just been using Spotify, but DJ Pro gives you more options. Certainly does. And a little bit more control over like when songs get played and, and how to transition to the next one. Um, Tina Foster and JP Potter were very helpful in that. Mary Kay also uh, provided some valuable input and by the time, after I woke up from my nap, um, by the time demos and open dance came around, I felt a lot more prepared. So little things along the way, you know, even, even a few hours before starting what it is that you need to do, everything counts. Everything, every little thing, every nugget of information helps uh, when it's finally go time. Yeah. I'm glad that I walked in with a little bit of a plan as far as... Um, likely dances as well because it's hard on the first night it's hard to know what people will know right and yeah. this this helped kind of gauge the room and of course my set tonight will be different yes. but uh, having that first one ready minus some of the workshop dances that were played I think uh, made the overall process easier people were saying that I looked too calm <laughs> when when the night started and I think it might have been Luann. Somebody was saying that, that I looked too calm. And, uh, yeah, I didn't feel frazzled or overwhelmed. I, I think a lot of people helped as much as they could with, um, with their experience. And people were supportive, so I didn't feel like I needed to worry about anything. I was just kind of having fun. Everyone else, as well, far as I know, was having fun as well. And from what I could tell, JP was mostly next to you. Mm-hmm. So if you had any questions or if you need any help, he was right there at your disposal. So it was kind of nice that you have the experience you have, plus you got the feedback prior to you know like even starting the night to kind of like how to, as uh, I, we've kind of learned from uh, Tim Ferriss, mm stack the cards in your favor Mm. you know set yourself up for success Mm -hmm. so you had that available to you and And from louis interview i learned have backups of your backups yes Uh, so um, i definitely noticed a difference in the playlist Mm. it was certainly interesting i had had a conversation with louis like i said prior and i actually got some insider information which Hopefully I won't get in trouble for sharing. But I found out a lot of their reasoning for why they play certain dances as openers every time. So I noticed that with what I was told, I'm going to look for dances as well that a lot of people will know that maybe not might be those dances specifically. And I'm sure if you've been to Advent, you know that... um, 50 Ways and Pontoon are two of the ones that we speak of. Uh, in reverse order in particular. Yes. And it's because it's you've got to consider the fact that at this point, either people are coming from dinner, which they've been sitting at, or a show, which they've been sitting at, or demos, which they've been sitting at. And if you start with a popular dance that a majority of people know that is low impact, it's going to warm up your muscles. Now, the reason why they have pontoon in 50 ways is because of the direction in which the dances move actually warms up your muscles 
and it stretches them. So it's a nice, easy way to get dancers to stretch without stretching.、Mm, sneaky. So yes. So I've made that my goal is to find other dances that move in a similar manner. That I can change so that it's not always fifty ways in pontoon or pontoon fifty ways.、Um, ah, but what about American Kids Lonely Drum? Yeah, gotta have those. Yeah.、Uh, so <laughs> I thought that that was an interesting thing. So that that's my new goal to find dances that can not necessarily replace,、mm. but be interchangeable for that technical purpose.、Mm. So I've, I've definitely made that a goal of mine,、um, and I think it might help people if they do hear that, kind of understand and give shed a little light as opposed to just like we hear this every night, every you know event. Can we please play something new? Like people take bets on which dance is going to be played first. You know,、mm-hmm. that kind of situation. How many times are going to hear dance A、mm-hmm. versus dance B? You know. Back at our country bar Mavericks, I had、uh, Mavgo, which was like a line dance bingo. Yeah. I mean, some of them around the middle, around that central ring, Cupid shuffle, wobble, tush、yes. push, watermelon crawl. Events have the same thing. So I've definitely started looking at that, and and it made me appreciate it more, as opposed to look at that, for instance, inconvenience factor that we were speaking about earlier, knowing that this is actually the DJs looking out for us. And making sure that we're safe and we're happy and dancing longer than if we are to jump in with some crazy advance, you know, 194 count, you know, with arabesques and whatnot in the first going. Because you know your muscles do need to stretch, and that's one thing I've learned the hard way. And so I, once getting that information, I felt. A little bad for making fun of the opener dances and what they could be, because then I realized that no, they're doing that for my benefit. So now I feel kind of like a jerk, but it's all right. So hopefully that may have shed light if you're listening to this. And maybe tonight I will remember to get range of motion in the ankle that I rolled at Big Bang, however many years ago, and you can do your calf stretches. Right, exactly. And、uh, anyone listening right now can. Go back through the archives and、uh, check out our episode on injuries and、right. preventing them when you're dancing. Yes. So,、um, do we have time to go over the? I just passed Megan the sheet of、uh, sheet. dances from、uh, demoing, and I know she was out there for at least. I was out there for a few of them,、yeah. a lot less than I normally am, and a lot less than I wish I could have been.、Mm. So most of the time, when I come to these events, I already have a good handle on a couple a day at least,、mm. and then most of the time, I'm also contacted prior and given step sheets.、Mm-hmm. So I have more ample opportunity to really prepare for myself. However, one of the things I've learned about marathon is people are bringing a lot of either. Old dances that really didn't get enough exposure, or brand new dances. So there wasn't a lot of step sheets for some of them,、um, or I haven't even heard of some of the other ones because it was before my time.、Mm. However,、um, I was out there conveniently for. I found it interesting. I was out there f- with Darren Bailey for Big Mouth and Country Bump. I got a break. Then I was out there with Rebecca Lee for "I'm So Hot, Hot, Hot," which is a brand new dance, and I'm very excited about that one. Who choreographed that one? And that would be Rebecca Lee and somebody else. And somebody else. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, somebody else.、Um, I, I think her name was.、Um, I don't know, Megan. Maybe I don't know. Megan Wheeler? No, no,、uh, I don't think she was a part of、Megan? that. Different I, Megan. Yeah. So, trainer? <laughs> no, it's actually mine and Rebecca's dance, and I'm really excited. It's actually going to be taught in just a few minutes from now.、Oh. At this point, so I'm cutting it a little close, but I really wanted to get this this recap in.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I got a break, and then I was out there with Rosie Maltari with Native Tongue、mm-hmm. and Party in the Back, which I think is another choreographer that might be sitting in this room. Maybe. Did Emily show up at some point? No, Your roommate? no, no. That'd be, that, that'd be that'd be you, darling. That'd be you. 
So not the Gonzales with an S, but the Gonzales with, <laughs> with a the, Z? T- the two Zs. The two Zs. The two Zs. Oh, that Christopher Gonzales. Okay. Yes, yeah. I wasn't sure if maybe it's that other one that, that appears on a lot of paperwork somehow. Which I'm really excited that we both have dances <laughs> that are coming out this weekend. Mm. Um, I'm very disappointed, however, that they just so happen to be the same hour, so Ugh. we can't be there to support each other. It's a rough hour. Um, <laughs> Got Fred and Gary also. And then Gary's teaching Dance on My Island. Yeah. Which looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then Fred's bringing his new one, I Can't Stop, which I really wanted to mm-hmm. learn. But naturally, it's the same hour as mine and Rebecca's. So I would feel really bad not being there with Rebecca. Um, but some of the other uh, dances. And unfortunately, not all of these are done by the choreographer. And he did not list the choreographer mm. on the sheet. But... Guillaume was Rocket Man. Rhoda Lai was Tell Me All the Ways. Rona K was All About the Three Steps. Johnny Two Step is Black Dresses and Red Shoes. Next hour is Shane McKeever, Fall So Fast. Megan Wheeler, Bad Guy. Darcy, Darcy DeAngelis was Know You in Oklahoma. And Debbie actually did a technique class, which we did take, which was a lot of fun. I was really glad she I got to see her in action like that. And that was Debbie Pancoast, not Pancoast. to be confer, uh, confused with uh, Debbie Rushton, who was not at this event. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Um, and then the next hour, uh, Scott Blevins did his new dance, Apple Juice, which looks like a really pretty uh, waltz, which I found funny because Ro- John Robinson, same hour, was drink- uh, was uh, teaching Shelby Juice. Mm. So two different dance. You have Apple Juice with Scott, Shelby with uh, John. Then you had Christopher Thomas, Love is a Battlefield. Guillaume was teaching Remember You Young. Madison was Simply the Best. Joey, When You Walk In, Kayla Crosgrove, Speed of Love, and then Darren was Big Mouth and Country Bump, Fred Whitehouse's new one, I Can't Stop, uh, Rebecca was I'm So Hot, 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 Gary, Dance on My Island, Rosie, Native Tongue and Party in the Back, Madis- uh, Madison's teaching Get Wild, mm-hmm. Linda McCormick, While You Wait, Joey in the Six, Hannah Reese, Knockin' Boots and Feels Like a Party, which I actually forgot to mention. I did demo the Feels Like a Party, which she taught me like two songs before we went on. So I was a little nervous on that fact, but fortunately it's symmetrical enough that I was able to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, finishing up the hour at from 4 to 4.50, you have Shane McKeever with his Baby Mata and Gary O'Reilly, All I Need to Know, Brenna Stith, Got My Soul Back, Lynn Martino, Keep On Smiling and Tell the Truth. Mm-hmm. Three notes that come to mind. One, I was so happy to see Gary with, um, what did he title it? All I Need to Know. Because I have loved that song for mm-hmm. years. Um, it's, I, I think the title of the song, it might be like, I Don't Know Much. It's by Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt. Beautiful duet. Mm-hmm. Love that song so much. And to see him put steps to it made me very happy. Um, also... The dance by Kayla Cosgrove and Rob Holly. They did title it Speed of Love. That was on my two choreograph list. That song was on my two choreograph list for, uh, for a little while, and I'm glad that they put something out to it, especially with as much country choreography um, as Rob. It's good to know that that song will be reaching more bars because there are a lot of people who do Rob's dances. So when they see Rob Holly put out another country line dance, they'll probably want to teach that and bring it to their bars. Of course, Kayla has dances out at events as well. So since I love that song, this is just even more reach for that song. Which gives you more potential to hear and dance. Yes, exactly. And um, also Native Tongue, which I demoed with Rosie, was on my potential choreography list either for myself or for someone else. And so that brings me to Party in the Back, which had been on my list for way too long. And sometimes you just need to choreograph to that darn song. Otherwise, something might happen. Uh, Maybe you'll lose inspiration for it and the, the window will pass or... Maybe somebody else will come up with something for it. And with this particular song, I knew I needed, I needed to do something with it. And I, mean, I was potentially going to co-choreograph with somebody else. 
um, or maybe do a higher level of dance. But I think the time was just right and I hadn't done anything new in absolute beginner territory in a little while. So finally, all the pieces came together and um, not only can this dance be done with the song Party, which was originally choreographed to uh, by Offenbach and like three other people, um, there's also a country song option if people want to listen to Tour Back by Moonshine Bandits, same BPM, different kind of feel. And if you are teaching at senior classes, community centers, you can also do it to Frank Sinatra's cover of In the Cool, Cool, Cool of the Evening, which surprisingly enough is faster than either of the other two songs. <laughs> but I know that my senior class at Brookdale Senior Living was able to handle it. There's a one-wall option if you just want to do a vine to the right and a vine to the left instead of a vine to the right, vine to the left with a quarter turn left. Keep the whole thing one wall, simplify it. Um, I really like how it turned out. And the name Party in the Back comes partly from the, the expression uh, for mullets, business in the front, party in the back, and partly also because it incorporates all three of those titles. You've got party, the song party. You've got in the cool, cool of the evening, cool, cool, cool of the evening, and tour back by Moonshine Man. So party in the back, whoa. Also, there's some hip action. That might be part of the party in the back as well. It's a Christopher dance. That does not surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, what, what would you say in, in our um, few, four minutes or so, uh, your experience has been with I'm So Hot, Hot, Hot with Rebecca? Well, the choreographing part of it was amazing. It was, it was funny because I had pitched a song to her and she really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then she had said that she's working on something right now and asked if I'd like to finish it with her. And mm-hmm. I said, send me the track. I'll see what I can hear. And she sent me the track, uh, which is I'm So Hot by Momo Land. And I, I immediately fell in love with it. Because, I mean, it has got a great, like, musical beat to it. And it's K-pop and it's fun. And I was just like, oh, I could just totally see Rebecca dancing to this. And I was like, I, yeah, I could handle this. So she said she had 32 counts. So she sent it to me. We, I looked over the 32 counts, and I really liked what she had so far. I thought it hit really well. And so I had worked on 32 counts as well and sent it to her. And I was like, you know I'm not attached to anything. This is, you know, this is the first time we're choreographing together. So feel free to change whatever you want to change. And we'll just keep going back because I'm used to the idea of here's some counts, here's some counts, back and forth. Let's, well, what if we work, reworked this and what if we reworked that or put this here instead? And she had changed a few of the counts sequences. Like, so instead of it being counts one through four and then five through eight, she switched the two. And so it was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That works too. Um, and then she... She helped ease the transition between her part and my part a little bit. And she goes, well, what do you think? I was like, oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it so much. Let me dance it, see how it feels. But I love the way it looks. It looks great. And I danced it, and it was, it just, it made sense. And so it was like, okay, cool. And she goes, good, because, and I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When I agreed to work on it with her right before she sent me her counts, she's like, I'd like to teach the set marathon and my deadline's this weekend. So I, we basically had like a week to pull this off and type up a step sheet. And so I was like, yeah, well, let's see if we can do it. And that gave me the, the motivation I needed to, to really pull it off. And so we finished the step sheet, she submitted it, and then we demoed it. And so far, it seemed like it's got a lot of good feedback just from, like, the actual uh, visual aspect of it. And like I said, you know, she's going to be teaching it any minute now. So that'll be a whole different experience. It's also hard because she's going up against Fred and Gary in the same hour. Um, and that, that can always change things for, like, who wants to learn what. Because you have to choose. And that's unfortunate, but um, exciting nonetheless. Uh, But I got a lot of good feedback from a couple of the dancers in the area. Like, I've sat down and talked and asked people what they're planning on taking the next day and what they liked. Uh, Because I always find it interesting what strikes people and what doesn't, as well as some of the choreographer instructors. So, After demos, we did open dance. We'll get through the breakdown 
at uh, another time. Yes. And then after that, we pretty much went to sleep. I know I took a shower and maybe looked at my um, dailies for the day and a little bit of prep for tomorrow, which was now today. But uh, other than that, that was it. That was the end of the day, end of the first day at Marathon. Yep. Pretty much. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to us yet again. We're going to go down to our respective teaches. This has been Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.